0: Do us a quick favour guys, hit the follow subscribe button, share this with someone who would benefit from it, and help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks guys for helping us, and let's get into the episode. Now when we're, we're talking about Kobe's ego there, and we're talking about MJ's ego there, and they can't say that at the beginning of their careers, although they can say that much later in their careers when they've been challenged, when they've been, you know, tested on the top level. And they've actually stayed true to themselves. They can have that. They've got the reasoning. They've got the the backing. They've got the results of which to that. That's completely okay. They can have that ego. They deserve that ego. That ego helps them. They're better for having that ego. But if you aren't at that level, if you're still testing, if you're still trying to find out, then you can't have that ego. You have to go through it all. That's why tests and challenges are very important. They're confirmation that you're doing something. When you get over it, it's a confirmation that you're doing it the right way. If you get over it, it's a confirmation that you're down the right path. It's a confirmation that you're acting in the right way. It's if you get over it, and you can get over it. Therefore, you have to know who you truly are. And I think that going through challenges, if you're able to keep in alignment with what you know true to yourself and what you do best, then you understand and you, you, you learn who you are even more. And he's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome oh, to the Old Chapman Theatre. Oh, oh, Welcome to this episode of the Relentless Series. So, uh, I think it's uh, episode six. We'll go with that. But it is chapter five, I'm pretty sure. So, we have... When you're a cleanup, you know exactly who you are, and as always, let's get straight into it because typically be, these episodes are pretty long. Like, I kind of ramble a lot, but I really like rambling. And I think that you guys probably do suit I don't know if you like his episodes, but I like making it because a lot of the time it's articulation of thoughts and beliefs that I already know. Sometimes I challenge it, you know. Sometimes I also give you a different perspective, and I'm I'm quite okay with that because as I you know read this out to you, I read it again, and this is probably due a new book, honestly, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to get a new one for the next time I read it, but nonetheless, um, let's get into it, all right, so, when you're cleaning, you know exactly who you are, now, prior to three years ago, when I started attaching morals to my reasoning, uh, I didn't completely relate with this but this this yeah this brought awareness to the whole morals kind of thing which I like strongly stand by now so a cooler thinks about what he's supposed to think about a closer thinks analyzes and eventually he acts. a cleaner doesn't think at all he just knows now what I've written is you don't get to the cleaner without going through the cooler and the closer so without so when, when you when you don't think at all, you do have to go through thinking and analyzing and then eventually acting. You also have to go through thinking about what you're supposed to do and then doing it. So there's there is a progression. That's what's important. The progression is going through the cooler, closer, and clearer. So we're all born bad. Born bad towards be good. If you want to go somewhere new, you have to throw the tired old map and stop traveling the same old road to the same of it. That is insanity. So when you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result, as you know, that's insanity. Now, keep throwing this pen around. So we're all born there, taught to be good. Now what that is, is when we're a baby, we're taught to be good. Now, you think about this, you relate it to a very easy one. When you're a baby and you're hungry, what do you do? You can't communicate. You can't tell your mom, mom made me some made me, made me sandwich, I don't know, whatever it is. You can't even go up and make that sandwich itself. What do you do? You don't shut up until you get that sandwich. We're taught bad. Sorry, we're, we're born bad, taught to be good. So, we, we're born as a survival product. Everything we do is for survival I and mean, we, when we don't get that, we die. Therefore, as a baby, we're taught to survive. Everything we do is to survive as a baby. Therefore, when we scream, whatever we do, it may be annoying, it may be bad, although it is a survival thing. Now, what happens is we're taught to be good as we get older so those instinctual survival mechanisms which could be transferable to a lot of areas of life are taught out of us so if we're going to relate that the food aspects to a goal because the food aspect i'm hungry i need to eat is a goal in itself now if we're relating to that i will do everything and anything i can and won't stop until i get that thing that's cool that you're born bad right if you apply that to the goal, okay, I want to make a million dollars, and I would shut up until I get that million dollars. Now, as an adult, we have the tools, we have the, you know, we have the availability to actually do that. But as a baby, if their goal was to get a million dollars, they wouldn't shut up until they got it. Now, to translate that to the human perspective, we wouldn't stop working that until we got it. But that's taught out of us. That is taught out of us because at the most raw animal instinct of human being. We have that down We don't shut up until we get fed. Okay. Babies don't have to think about their needs. They don't have to analyze how they feel. They just know instinctively that they're, that they're hungry. They scream until they get satisfaction. Innate demands for immediate results. Babies are completely, naturally, insatiably, relentless. It's survival with rationality for others. So that's kind of what I was saying before, but the babies are merely survival babies. Like, we have to survive those babies. Therefore, we derive instant results. Okay, what I've written is, I believe, creating an environment specific to still let them emerge. Okay, so this is just like a note that I've written. So, okay. Be good. We take all the powerful natural instincts, those instantaneous gut reactions. We chalk them up to be bad behaviors and do everything possible to shut them down. What wax. All that natural, natural energy drive, intuition, action reduced to, to a time out in the corner. From the time you're a toddler to the time you're an adult, you're being taught to be good. What's wrong with the way you were? Okay, so now, there has to be a bit of uh, reasoning here. Now, there isn't much of that another way of doing it. We do have to be taught to be good as a citizen, to be a net positive in the world. We do have to have some parameters of which we abide by to be taught to be good. Although, what Tim Grover is saying is when we do need a result to where it's a... It's, this is a modern-day problem now. This also could be a modern-day solution. So when we have the results of which are around us in day-to-day life, whether it's food, whether it's whatever it is, there has to be a degree of compliance to a greater cause. There has to be a moral trust between people in all surroundings, whether it's I'm hungry, but I know that there's thousands of people who are living around me. I know that there's food in there, but I'm not going to go rob then. Because I know that there's another way of doing it. Because morally, that's incorrect. So, for a moral degree of human compliance within a civilization, there has to be that that trust. Now, Tim Grover is not saying, as as babies are as demanding and as reward um instant instantaneous as they are. Just as they would not shut up until you get the food, you should go rob someone and get their food. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that the results of which you derive should come from the re- the reasoning and the attitude of a baby. Now, the survival instincts is a modern-day problem but solution. We know that we go to the shops. Okay. okay, sure. Sorry. But translating this to an area of which we really want to achieve a goal and talking outside of survival bring that same attitude as a baby, that same delusion, that same ignorance, that same ego as a baby into that area. Okay. We're taught limitations, and we stopped doing what came naturally. So, that's because we were taught to do things specifically. So, we were taught that for instance, you shouldn't rob off people. You shouldn't take advantage of people because that's it's, it's morally incorrect. Although if we put this into a goal-based need outside of survival, then maybe you do have to sometimes do those things. And maybe that's not immoral in that code. But we were taught not to do that because you don't do it in all areas of life. That's immoral in all areas of life, we are told. But when you bring that, you know, raw, innate survival instinct into another area of life, which isn't actually got to do with survival, it's got to do with the survival of the goal. Then you derive instant results. That makes sense. Kay. It refuses to conform and behave. Now that's referring to the dark side as well. So the dark side has no rules, has no compliance. It's just instinct, raw natural human instinct. That's my notes. I'm actually quite surprised I wrote that. This is also from a while ago. So, controlling, that looks like a simmering pot of hot water. Controlled, able to cook to get results. Uncontrolled, that looks like being boiling water, probably out of the pan, Squirting water everywhere when you try and cook something, you can get the results you want. It's too quick and aggressive. Now, that's very interesting. I didn't, that feels like I've completely copy and pasted that off somewhere. And that's an old note of mine. But that's actually not a bad analogy. So, I think controlling that it looks like a simmering pot of water, control, being able to cook to get results so it's controlled right if we're thinking of a nice controlled 99 degree pan of simmering water and then as soon as it goes over that 100 degrees it goes everywhere it. it's getting it's doing it two fast. So it's getting all these results left right and center too quick and aggressive now honestly I can't give you complete context behind that although as soon as it goes over 100 degrees Celsius, it's got no reply it's got no rule it's just doing it doing it doing it doing it Okay, picture a lion running wild. He stalks his prey, attacking him, killing it at will. When he goes in search of his next conquest, that's the lion's instinct telling him to do, to do, he doesn't know anything else. He's not misbehaving, he's not bad just being a lion. Now I lock him up in the zoo. He lies there all day, quiet and lethargic and well fit. What happened to those powerful instincts? They're still there deep inside, waiting to be a let him out of the zoo, and he goes, lion again. Praying and attacking, put him back in the cage, he lights out. Now, if we think about that in a real world situation, because we live in an ordinary world, we don't have to have those raw human instincts because to get food to get food on our table, we don't have to kill animals. All we need to do is complete a task to then get an abundance of food. Therefore, we are put in that cage we are giving things a lot easier than they are earned. Okay, so when we go out and kill a cow and we go cook it up ourselves, we shoot the cow up with ourselves, we go cook it up ourselves, that could take a day. But now all we need to do is work two hours. We've got, let's say, $50. Now we've got meat, we've got cow meat. What is that called? Cow meat, I mean, steak. We've got steaks for the rest of the week. Because we've, we've made it in two hours, so that's a modern-day problem. Now, that's, we're living in that modern-day cage, so that cage is closing us in. Now that's what that lion analogy is. Most people are that lion in the cage. Hueys, a cage isn't made of bars and steel bars. It's made of bad advice, low self-esteem, and bullshit rule. It's molded around you by a lifetime of overthinking and overanalyzing, worrying about what could go wrong. Stay in the cage long enough, you forget about basic instincts. Yeah. So when you start, this is even transferable to that matrix that I talked about. When you start, when when your matrix is confined by all of these rules of compliance, of not questioning anything then you're confined to that way of thinking and everything that you do. That moral conduct, that moral code, that compass is confined to that matrix. Therefore, everything of which you do in that is confined to it and limited to that. Can you be reasonably successful by just following directions and staying within the likes? Sure, that's what most people do. But if we're talking about being elite, if you wanna be unstoppable, you have to learn to put aside everything. You've been taught all the restrictions and limitations, negativity and doubt. If that sounds complicated and confusing, let me make it simple. You have to stop thinking. Can you be the best? Of course you can. Why are you still questioning your ability to do it? Anytime you take natural instinct and try to change it, you're going to have a problem. You can train people to reach higher and better and go further than they would by their own, but taming means training them to be something less. Taming is training to be sub less That's very interesting. We're all born with those basic survival skills. We are. Now, as I I mentioned, we can't keep those basic survival skills in all walks of life. There has to be a restriction and a moral code contact within the parameters of how humans interact and live. Although, in the areas of which are not survival-based, then... those parameters are maybe less, are less reasonable to the elite. Now, a lot of the stuff which I speak about is only for the elite. You know, you can have your average Joe who just is happy with the way of life and however it is. That's fine, but I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the exceptional people, people who are wanting to do it differently, the people who demand exceptional results, have to do exceptional things. You don't have to think about whether those reflexes will come in. They just always do. I want to envision instinct. No thinking, just gut reaction that comes from being so ready so confident. There's nothing to think about. You slam on the brakes. No thought, no hesitation, instant response. That's your reaction. No hesitation, no thought, instant response. Your instinct comes so finely tuned that you have a reflexive response that allows you to attack within think without thinking. In other words, you're in zone. He doesn't have to be shown what to do or how to think. He knows. Yeah, that's, that's interesting to think about even with the zone. So when you're, when you just, when you unlock yourself from that cage and you're just acting out of raw, innate human instinct, you're out of the cage, you're in the zone. Everything just comes naturally. There's no thought. If a car's coming at your head on, what do you do? Brakes. no thought, Brakes. Whatever it is, actually, maybe probably wouldn't bring. pre get out of the way, but you get the point. So pre-game preparation is preparing you to go off instinct. So a bad note. Now I also mentioned it's interesting to think about this with the chimp module. Now the chimp module is the um, the chimp paradox about you know the chimp brain and how you will have. These thoughts of which are raw and innate from within thing where it's a survival mechanism. Now, what I mentioned about that is I think that when Tim Grover is talking about these raw instincts of which came to us naturally, those raw instincts of which come to us naturally physically will also come to us naturally mentally. So they are also there to keep us safe. Now, this is what I have a conflict in. I wouldn't say I have a problem with it, but it definitely arises with a bit of conflict here because it's... Counterintuitive say that we have to be completely raw in the moment because if we're being completely raw in the moment, then our survival instincts always kick up mentally. So if I'm thinking I don't want to give away the ball because I know that if I do, then the whole team will lose, that's a very survival way of thinking, but that's unhelpful in the moment. So when you think merely just raw, there has to be a A conscious level of thinking to where that is either eradicated or you've actually rewired your subconscious brain to be thinking in a less animalistic way to where you understand that okay maybe it's not you know do or die maybe it's not whatever however you frame it you have to frame it so that it actually benefits you and now the animalistic way of thinking or the raw instinct way of thinking is actually not beneficial because as you should have listened to on a lot of the episodes that we've had on with psychologists and whatnot, we know that that's actually a helpful way of thinking. Therefore, physically and acting on instinct a lot, and so when your brain is connected with your actions, go ahead, but when, when your brain is working merely on comparison or on effect or things like that where it's unhelpful, then there has to be a subconscious level of tolerance to where you can either get rid of or you can quickly ana- analyze or filter out the raw from the good and that comes through practice that comes through a lot of self-awareness in fact now I honestly can't give you the best way of doing that although I do think that I have a good way of how I've done it previously I can't tell you exactly how I got there although I think it came from a lot of self-awareness okay he craves it they have no clue most people who claim to have a killer instinct rarely do you don't think about it you can just use it They're all experts on what you're supposed to be doing. Some of the greatest athletes in any sport can't fight the need to overthink. They study all the film, watch all the same replays over and over again, break it down, every motion to analyze and prepare the right response to different situations, That's opposed to learning how to react to someone else's action, waiting for the right moment to respond. But what if that that moment doesn't arrive? What if the opponent doesn't expect, does the unexpected and goes in a different direction? Now... What I have written, because that kind of confuses me. What should you do instead? I think that a cleaner would do that because they are fleeting their stone unturned. I think that when a cleaner does all of that analysis, does all of that, you know, perception and and goes through the motions in their head before it happens, I think that even when the unexpected happens, they probably have a way to actually counteract and, and react to it because they've gone through everything. And even if it wasn't everything, they've gone through most likely situations when the unexpected comes. I don't think that they stop and freeze. I think that they actually create a way to get past it. Now, Tim is actually saying that's a closer way of thinking, although I think that it's actually a cleaner way of thinking. I think that the cleaner would actually find that way, even after going through everything. So it's, it's an interesting one. I don't fully understand or agree with it, but maybe my ignorance is tied to my understanding overthinking overanalyzing that's how you lose natural ability that made you great in the first place when you become too focused on what's going on around you you lose touch with what's going on deep inside of me yeah um so i'm going to the next thing here so those guys who are in perfect who are perfect in practice but blah what accounts they can't find they're distracted by their own thoughts processes and they don't trust themselves i think trusting yourself is a big one you have to be okay with making the mistakes trusting yourself that even if you make a mistake you can cover it maybe that mistake is okay you know everyone will make those mistakes and it is how you react to those mistakes as well if you make a mistake it's not the end of the world can you be better off for making it can you adjust can you be better can it switch you into a next level if you make that mistake, can it elevate you? What are the things? Okay. Michael was the master of not thinking. Michael would get up, grab the sheet, and go in the other room every time he didn't want to hear what everyone was supposed to do. He already knew it. And that's interesting, again, because I would think that a clean-on, when they're doing the pre-game talk, you know, he wouldn't disassociate from the objective. I would think that they would be listen attentive, and they would do it. Now, maybe that's the difference between Kobe and Michael. Maybe Kobe would do that. Maybe he would be attentive, listen, and do all the analysis. And that's what I think that he did. Michael didn't. Now, again, all cleaners are different. Although, I, I do question. And that and brings a question in my mind to how true cleaner acts. Because these are, I think, counteractive things. So it is interesting to see. Okay. The great never stopped learning. I don't know what I meant from there. Okay, the... Absorbing everything you can, then trusting yourself to use what you know instantaneously, without thinking. Instinctive, not impulse. Quick, not Hurry. The maturity and experience to know who you are and how you get to the top, and the mental toughness to stay there. So if we're referring this back to the main and original kind of concept of you know exactly who you are, that, that... that can lead to all of the externalities means nothing if you really know what to do. Now, that comes with a lot of uh, arrogance and ego, I think. Although, when you truly do know who you are, and you know your way of doing it, then when people are telling you do, to do something a certain way, maybe you know that what works best for you, and maybe it's better that you actually act the way that you know how you should. He was asked by reporters if he could learn anything from the younger guys. No. You know everything, asked the reporter. I don't know if, if the, I don't know if I know it all, he said, but I know more than they did it. That's Kobe. And the 2012 Long pitchman is are uh, with the dago players. So when you're willing to hit the gyms the gym three times a day, to take shots and work on every detail of your game, as Kobe does, you're pretty much ready for anything. He watches a ton of videos, breaks down every shot, but he also works relentlessly on what he learns from that video. That's clean Not just learning, but taking what they've learned and creating ways to improve on it. Every action becomes instinctive if you're willing to put the time and sweat into building your arsenal of spontaneous responses. Now that's a better description, I think, of a cleanup. Now that arrogance at Kobe saying, no, I, I learn I don't need to learn anything off them. I think that you actually can say that. Now, again, it comes with arrogance. It comes with even a degree of delusion. But you're better off for believing that because then you're letting others challenge your your innate ability. So when you really do know yourself, you can say stuff like that and you have a reason to say that because when you are doing more than anyone else and you do have that reasoning, then you, you can say that. And... As I said, it comes with arrogance and it comes with ego. It comes with even delusion. But that, that delusion is helpful. So he didn't have to wait to see what would happen. He already knew it. Learn about yourself. Research tells you what others have learned. Instinct tells you what you have learned. I do have a lot of notes on here, although I can't read them all out to you. Because I'm well, not the best that it in terms of handwriting. Okay, we'll go after the next page. You're still the same person. Sooner or later, you're gonna be back to your next off. Find who you really are. That's an old note of mine. Now, in training, I'm actually normally right. trust my instincts. That's, yeah, that's a very interesting one. So when I think about some bad training sessions that I've had when I was a beat younger, I would always be listening to too many people. They'd be telling me to do this, tell me to do that. And quite often the times when I would get it right, the times where I would do it myself and not listen to anyone where it was, either I was just so convicted that I was the right way of doing it. And even if it wasn't the best way of doing it, just that mere conviction that I'm doing it the right way is what's most important. So that mere conviction of doing it your perceived right way, is sometimes better than even doing it the right way. Because if you're doing it the right way with 50% conviction, you're not maybe going to get the right result. But when you're doing it with 100% conviction, and maybe it's 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 an okay way of doing it, that that works out sometimes. Sooner or later, you're going to go back into an act of self, as I said. Here you really are. I know what I stand for, but I don't know how I truly act. That's an interesting note. I think I do know how I truly act. I do know what I stand for. Now, as you can realize, these are probably older notes. I think I do know how I I act. I know that I stand for certain things. I I think that I know how I act, although I do realize that I'm very malleable. And something that I have had to realize in even the past few months is how malleable I've been to my surroundings and how I should probably, how I should stay more true to myself and, realize yes there will be feedback there will be noise although i need to really derive from within and derive from what i know i do best and how i work best if it was easy everyone would do it lots of people start things Few are were able to finish it yeah anyone can have a great idea it's what you do with that thought that defines you very interesting that that's very true i think for even if we think of just a uh, One that I think of a lot is like app developers. I always have these these ideas in my head and I'm like, oh, it'd be an amazing app. And then it's like, well, anyone can think of it, but very few do it. Anyone can make it, very few finish it. In a cleaner, though a thought moves straight to the gut, where instinct takes over and puts it into immediate action. Total confidence in his gut. When you're unstoppable, your instinct trusts you. Okay, this is the last baby, actually. I'll do this pretty quickly. He's played the moment in his mind so many times. He's so prepared. He doesn't have to think about it. He knows exactly what to do. That's instinct. There is zero chance you'll get anywhere if you allow yourself to become paralyzed by soft excuses, countless reasons why you'll never get to where you want to be. Trust your navigation. The hard road to get there. The satisfaction and sense of achievement will blow your mind when you finally arrive. You already know what to do. Now, I'll go through a few notes here. There's a few pre-narratives that have been written down, so I can't even go through all of them. I feel a bit personal, but you already know what to do. Oh, it's raining outside, I can't train. No, you can still train. You know, with it, you can, you can still train. These excuses are irrelevant. Now, that's, we'll, go, we'll finish on that, but what I'm going to be talking about now is when the title of this chapter is You Really Know Who You Are as a Now, I'll go into an episode about this. In a, in a future episode about your morals, but that's what that's talking about. When you really know who you are, when you really know how you act, and you've got external noise on telling you X, Y, and Z, then those stuff becomes irrelevant if you truly know who you are. When people tell you to do something and it doesn't align with what you do, what you know yourself to be, that becomes irrelevant. There's a filter. Now, the filter comes through a lot of time, it comes through a lot of uh, navigation, it comes through a lot of external noise, but you, you realize that if you're doing stuff right, you'll be questioned. Okay, these are confirmations. When you're being questioned, it's a confirmation that you're doing something the right way. I see that, at least. Now, maybe that could be constructive. Maybe they are a little bit right. Maybe you get adjust, take it on board. Although, when you're having that filter and you're being questioned so many times, and that filter becomes so strong. Now, when we're, when we're talking about Kobe's ego there, and we're talking about MJ's ego there, they can't say that at the beginning of their careers, although they can say that much later in their careers when they've been challenged, when they've been you know, tested on the top level and they've actually stayed true to themselves. They can have that. They've got the reasoning, they've got the, they've got the backing, they've got the results of which derive that. That's completely okay. They can have that ego. They deserve that ego. That ego helps them. They're better for having that ego. But if you are not at that level, if you're still testing, if you're still trying to find out, then you can't have that ego. You have to go through it all. That's why tests and challenges are very important. They're confirmation that you're doing something. When you get over it, it's a confirmation that you're doing it the right way. If you get over it, it's a confirmation that you're down the right path. It's a confirmation that you're acting the right way. If to get over it, and you can get over it. Therefore, you have to know who you truly are. And I think that going through challenges, if you're able to keep in alignment with what you know true to yourself and what you do best, then you understand and you, you, you learn who you are even more. So I'll leave you with that. Now, hopefully that brings the awareness enough to start thinking and being aware of, you know, who you are and an individual. In a later episode, when I talk about your moral code, we'll talk about how you can actually digress and understand who you are even more, write about, act by. It. But also in the Sculptor journal, that's all there for you. That's all there for you you're acting by your morals everything about you know who you are if you're a cleaner you know who you are you got to take action you got to be abiding to that now even with the baby thing and the taught to be good think about it think about in areas of your life of which you can be bad again because we're taught to be good we have to be good to a degree as i was saying the social adherence we have to be good to a degree Although, in some areas of life where we can be a beast, where we can be a baby again, where we can be natural, raw instinct, think about it. Program yourself. I'll leave with that.